Welcome back. My name's Lowman, and I'm about to tell you another story from Bear Island. Now, a couple weeks back, I told you about how I went to Cape Blanco for my birthday. And I had a good time roasting marshmallows and playing on the beach, building driftwood cabins. As you do. Well, our good friend Claire left a message about what she did on her birthday. Let's hear it. For my birthday this year, I went camping and I had marshmallows and I went to West Virginia and I had and I ate ice cream. That sounds great. I do love marshmallows. You have to get them just right, in my opinion. But there's lots of different schools of thought on those. And those bears on Bear Island, they did like marshmallows too. Let's hear about it. My name's Loman. I'm the only one who knows these stories. So sit back, pay attention, because here we go. With a foggy stick in this black sand beaches too. Come and sit on a craggy cliff, and I will be right there with you. Well, way up north, where the fog is as thick as cotton candy, there's an island of black sand beaches and steep, craggy cliffs. And on this island, there live a kind of bear that can talk and dance and sing just like humans do. There's King Kukuru, the wise old king that makes sure all the bears get what they need. There's Honey, Hank, and Evie, the cub bears who run around playing games and seaweed ball. There's Dish, the inventor bear, and Loy, the strongest bear on the island. There's Old Nan, the wisest bear, who's lived there the longest. And then there's Ralph, the uh, mushroom farmer who lives deep in the woods. Now, this time of year it was summer, and all the bears loved to be in the summer because they could sit up around campfires and they can roast marshmallows. Now, of course, marshmallows don't just grow on trees in the forest. Can you imagine if marshmallows just grew on trees in the forest? How fun would it be if that was the case? Instead of reaching up and picking an apple or a pear, you'd just come down with your hand around a nice fluffy marshmallow, but no, that was sadly not the case. Not even on Bear Island, where it was known they had licorice growing from the ground. But they did have a couple human friends, Tutu and Two Shoes, a couple of boys who were very good kayakers, and they liked to paddle out to the island whenever they got the chance. They loved to play seaweed ball and tag and go swimming in the ocean with all the cubs. And they also loved, especially and dearly, as I'm sure you all do too, marshmallows. Especially when those marshmallows were roasted around a fire. So one day they brought the marshmallows in. And they had a big fire and they showed the bears, this is what you do. And they put the marshmallows on their sticks and they roasted them over the flames. So uh, what are you supposed to be doing? How much should you roast them, said Dish. He was the inventor bear and very curious about doing things 
certain ways and making sure that it was done right. Well, I don't know, said Two Shoes. Well, I guess most people like to have a golden brown. Well, all the bears decided to give that a try. They put the marshmallows on the end of their sticks and held them out over the fire and they patiently turned the marshmallows this way and that to get them that beautiful golden brown color. And it tasted pretty good, just like Tutu and Tushu said it would. Crispy on the outside and gooey and warm on the inside. Mmm-hmm. Well, that was all well and good, except, uh-oh, Ralph left his marshmallow over the flames a little too long. That marshmallow caught a fire, and he was running around the campfire, trying to put it out, waving it around this way and that. Ooh, this, this is on fire, this is on fire, somebody help me, ah! Tutu and Two Shoes calmly went over and blew out the marshmallow, and all that was left was a blackened shell of where the marshmallow had been. Oh no, said Ralph, because that was the last marshmallow in the bag. He wasn't going to get another chance to roast that perfect golden brown marshmallow until Tutu and Two Shoes came back again another day with a fresh bag of those delicious treats. Well, it's okay, said Two Shoes. Yeah, said Tutu, I have a friend named Clay, and he loves to eat marshmallows that are burnt on the outside. Really, said Ralph, sniffing the marshmallow tentatively with his black nose. I don't know about that. Well, it might be a little bit of an acquired taste, but some people seem to like it. So Ralph took a bite, and sure enough, how delicious it was. Hey, said King Kukuru, that's a nice lesson there, isn't it? You thought you had a problem, but it turned into an opportunity. Yeah, I guess so, said Ralph, I guess so. And all the bears went home that night to their different burrows, hammock beds, and beachside cottages, and they slept soundly and peacefully with their bellies full of those delicious marshmallow treats. But what King Kukuru said stuck in their brains and bounced around from this side to that. What would happen if every time they had something bad happen to them, they tried to see it as an opportunity instead of a setback? Now the next few days this unfolded in different ways for different bears. Evie was singing a song about an itsy bitsy spider and she messed up how she was singing it and accidentally said, itsy bitsy biter. But in that moment after she messed up, she thought to herself, what if I turn this into an opportunity? And so onward she sang, and it became a song not about a tiny little spider crawling up a water spout. It became about a tiny little mosquito that was buzzing around a bear's ear, trying to get a bite, trying to suck some blood. All the bear cubs that were listening to her sing, they sure liked that song. In fact, they said it might have been even better than the first one because this one made them laugh. There was a joke in it. Another example was when Tank was running down to the beach to play another game of seaweed ball. On his way through the meadow, the poor bear cub tripped and fell and stubbed his nose on the dirt. He couldn't very well play seaweed ball now. His front paws were all scraped up, and his nose made a whistling sound when he breathed. Well, that day, instead of going to play seaweed ball, 
Old Tank went down to Barker's Cove where there was a sea lion named Terence. He said, Terence came over and said, why aren't you playing seaweed ball? I always see you guys out there playing seaweed ball. Why aren't you out there playing seaweed ball? And Tank told him about how he fell down and, and bonked his nose and made a whistling noise when he, when he breathed. And Terrence said, oh, yeah, that reminds me of a time when I used to work in the circus and I always had to bounce a ball on my nose for the people to clap. And they all had to watch me bounce this ball on my nose. And sometimes my nose would get pretty tired of having a ball bounce on it. And so one day I just got so fed up with it, I bounced the ball right into the stands and it knocked a plate of nachos over on an old lady's lap and she had nacho yellow cheese all over her. And the zookeepers were pretty mad about that, but I slipped out the back just in time and found my way to the bay and the ocean beyond and here I am a free sea lion and it feels so good. Wow, said Tank. I would have never heard about that story if I hadn't tripped and fell and bonked my nose. And on and on, all the bears started to discover that sometimes if things didn't go your way, it just meant things were going to go a different way that could bring you to new and exciting territories. The next day that Tutu and Two Shoes came back with the marshmallows, the bears all sat around the fire and eagerly started to roast them. But this time, instead of only doing it one way with the golden brown on the outside and the soft and gooey on the inside, all the bears tried new and inventive things to make those marshmallows tastier than ever. Dish, the inventor bear, went out to licorice fields and clipped off fresh licorices. Then he stuck a licorice in the center of each marshmallow and roasted it. That way, when the marshmallow got nice and bubbly and hot, on the inside there was a warm licorice center. It was so good, I'll tell you that much right now. Well, that gave Evie an idea, and she went up into the hills and picked some mountain huckleberries, and she stuffed these inside of her marshmallows and roasted these over the fire. And it tasted just like warm pie feeling with a marshmallow crust. Which, if you ask me, I can't think of anything better than that. And another thing happened. Jem went up to her favorite American chestnut tree and came down with some chestnuts. Instead of stuffing them inside the marshmallow, she cut the chestnuts up into a nice gooey paste. And when the marshmallow was all soft on the inside and gooey, she mixed the chestnuts and the marshmallows all together and let them dry on a rock. When it was all hardened, it was this wonderful sticky candy that was just about the best thing in the world. And all the bears had more fun than they thought they were going to have. They didn't really care if their marshmallows blew up in the, in the fire or something went wrong or they dropped what they meant to hold or, or they messed up in some kind of way. Sometimes it happens like that. The best things happen when... Something goes a little bit wrong. Thanks for telling me about your birthday party, Claire. Roasting marshmallows is so much fun. Happy birthday, by the way. When I roast marshmallows, here's the thing I like to do. I like to heat up a Reese's peanut butter cup on the side. And then when the marshmallow's all gooey, I pin it between a Reese's peanut butter cup and 
a couple of graham crackers. It's about the best thing you can ever have, but you always get sticky fingers from it. If you'd like to be a part of the Bear Island podcast, record a voicemail. You maybe you have an idea or a question, comment or concern, or maybe you just want to tell me about your birthday. I'll put on another episode, alright? Just send them to bearislandpod at gmail.com Make sure you rate and review or share it with a friend. I sure do love telling these stories to you. My name's Loman. I'm the only one who knows them. Until next time. Come back next time and we'll do it again. Love just a story that has no end. And I'll never tire telling it to you. There's not a day that won't be true.